Hello, friends. Welcome to Unlock Your Potential. This is Jeff Lerner, your host. So today, I want to talk to you about how your life can be fun all the time, or at least as much of the time as possible. Um, and I'm actually going to play for you a presentation that I did uh, in on, on a certain Friday morning, basically every Friday for our company morning standup, which we do every morning. Uh, but every Friday, I host what we call Life Design Fridays, and I talk about strategies and tactics that you can use to really improve your whole quality of life. And on the most recent one that I did, uh, it, was, it was about that. It was basically about how to redefine how we think of fun and essentially engineer our life to be as fun as possible as much of the time as possible. And I got a lot of really good feedback on it. Uh, some people said it, it really changed the way they look at their entire life and kind of uh, prompted a lot of really positive change. So I thought it would, it would make some good content to share outside of our team as well. So I invite you to check it out. Thanks. So I have a reel that uh, is the most successful reel I've ever published. And I have figured out that uh, I have four reels that have gone, what I would say is like really gone viral. They're both over one and a half million views. And what they all have in common is that they may, they have things in them that, that a, a decent chunk of people really disagree with. And it's like, it's, it's empirical evidence of the social media algorithm truth that they literally promote controversy. And I'm not saying anything that radical, but the four reels that I've had that have gone viral are the four things that have something in it that somebody argues about. One of them talks about 529 savings accounts for kids. And there's all these you know people coming on that say like, you'd be better off with a you know, insurance policy, or you're better off with this thing. Like all the CPAs in the world want to come or the, or the financial planners want to come on my thing and show how smart they are. So it's, they're bickering over that. It's the one about what I would do if I had to start over, which everybody wants to come on and tell me it's unrealistic because they're not me, even though I didn't say what you should do if you had to start over. I just said what I would do, but they all want to come on and tell me that I'm, I'm out of touch and you know tone deaf or something. Um, and then there's how rich people reduce taxes, which you know that's going to get some haters and some people all riled up, right? And then the one that's gone the most viral is advice for men under 30, where I'm basically telling people under 30 to stop living like they're under 30 and start living like they're over 40 and be intentional and be disciplined and be thoughtful and be methodical and, and you know, live a, a, a more grown up life. Right. And don't prioritize fun, like find something that's more fun than fun to be your fun. It's basically what I'm saying. And, I, you know, all these people want to come on and say that I'm again, I'm out of touch. I even got called boomer which I'm super offended by. Um, and so, you know, whatever, we've cracked the code. But more importantly, I want to share with you the comment that somebody made on, on my one for its advice for men under 30. His comment says, what a boring life. That was his comment. And I said, you get that I'm saying this having lived both ways to excess. Like I've tried making my life about fun. I didn't like swear it off before I ever tried it. And I said, you get that I'm saying this having lived both ways to excess. Trust me, making progress is more fun than fun. Both ways we get dopamine, but only one of the ways we also get better. And... 
That's what I want to talk about. Somebody did. Somebody else did already respond and be like, oh, damn, you got him good. or So, so I don't know. At this point, I'm just trying to stoke the, the contention on, online and keep the real going. But, you know, people think like I'm a masochist that like I, I want to suffer all the time. I don't want to suffer. I want to thrive. And so I'm trying to develop new language and I want to create some content right now that recharacterizes the distinction between fun and sacrifice, you know, when you talk about sacrifice, when you talk about discipline, all these rigid, hardened adults put up their even more rigid and more hardened walls and say, I don't want to, do, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point in my life, man, I just want, I just want to feel good, you know? And so I, I, instead of contrasting fun versus sacrifice and discipline, which in the world today, is a woefully unpopular message. Like we all know the Kali Yuga Vedic cycles, right? Hard times make hard people. Hard people make good times. Good times make soft people. Soft people make hard times, hard times, right? Like we're in that soft people making bad times curve. We're more interested in bickering about politics than we are about sharing values around you know, intentional, thoughtful living and hard work and drive and doing what we would need to do as a society to stay at the top of the food chain, right? And, and I think Entra's uh, optimally part of the, the anti-conversation that's, that's at least trying to buy us time. And so that's what this conversation is about, but it is really unpopular to talk about sacrifice, hard work, and discipline right now. So what I want to redefine it as is a difference between acute fun and chronic fun. So we use these terms acute and chronic in, you know, disease pathology, right? Like, oh, is it an acute condition? You know, I broke my arm. It's an acute bone condition or, oh, I have degenerative arthritis. It's a chronic bone condition, right? But what is fun? Like, what is it that these, these haters online, they're so obsessed with? I've really, really been thinking a lot about what is fun, and I think that what I've landed on is that fun is any experience in which we can immerse ourselves to forget about the future. I think that the experience of fun, the sensation of fun is actually a sensation of relief. Man, for the 300 seconds that I was on that roller coaster, I didn't think once about how I was going to pay my rent. I didn't think once about why my girlfriend broke up with me and if I'm never going to be able to find another one, right? I, I forgot about those things because I was, I was so overloaded with sensory data that I forgot to be worried all, like I am all the time. I actually think that's what fun is, right? And so if fun is about recalibrating our relationship to the future by creating space to essentially forget to worry about it, then acute fun is that which temporarily allows us to forget about the future. But we all know that immediate gratification, you know, that choose your hard, right? If you choose hard now, or if you choose easy now, life will get harder. If you choose hard now, life will get easier. And so we're so, but, but at the same time, we don't want to live in a constant state of anxiety and stress and, and, you know, neurological panic. And so we, we crave these experiences that relieve that pressure of worrying about the future. And, and by the way, the only thing there is to worry about on the entire planet is the future. By the time you need to worry about the present, it means you're already dead and you can't worry about anything. Everything 
even moment to moment is future concern, right? Everything there is to worry about. And so, God, we're so desperate just to have one split second. We don't have to feel that. And so we do stuff now that just makes it worse. So I want to I change our relationship to fun and I want to change our relationship to the future. And I want us to start seeking something called chronic fun. What would life be if it was chronically fun? It would mean a future that you had consistently less and less and less to worry about over time. That would be allowing you to get all the best parts of fun without the worst parts of fun. The best part of fun is that it feels really good and it relieves your anxiety about the future. The worst part of fun is that it actually gives you more to worry about in the future because you're not doing now what you ought to be doing. So instead, what if we pendulum swing the complete opposite direction? No roller coasters for a year. No cheesecake for a year. No fun for, oh, Jeff's so lame. He's such a loser. He's such a boomer. No, man. Like, if we just do the shit that we know we ought to do, life gets so fun. People, they come at me online and they're like, you, you sound so miserable. I literally do not know anybody that has more fun than me. I just don't need to be at a carnival to have it. I This desk, this little, wee, this little pod that I sit in every day, this is like fun central because I am constantly just like, turning dials and whacking moles and like reducing things that I need to worry about in the future. Physically, I'm eliminating variables that could hurt me or harm me in the future. Personally, I'm investing in relationships so that they can produce more joy over time so that I can get compound return on those relationships and not have fires breaking out that I constantly have to put out. Professionally, we're all here together building this amazing business that ideally is going to give us a whole lot less to worry about in the future, both in terms of, of resources and money and what we need to live, but also in terms of the, the fifth level of Maslow's hierarchy, self-actualization and, and, and feeling like we have meaning and purpose in the world. We're getting it all right here at Ancha, right? And so to just stay in that lane and find that consistent flywheel way of being that reduces future worry over time, that's so fun. It's, it's, and, and I think that once you've had this kind of fun, it's the difference between like true love and a one night stand. I'm going to say something perhaps controversial. In any given moment, if all life was, was hedonic, fleeting pleasure, could I find someone to have more fun with than Jacqueline? In, just in a moment. Probably there's pro, you know, I could go find a, some, I don't know, like some trust fund heiress with a jet that would fly me around the world. Or I could find some like super crazy smoking hot stripper lady that's going to do all the freakiest things and blow my mind. I could find, I could always find someone in a moment that could potentially, but that doesn't have all the strings attached. It doesn't have all the baggage of my deep love relationship that I have with Jacqueline. But would any of you advise me to do that? So why would you advise me to, oh, live a little, have a piece of cheesecake? It's just a smaller version of the exact same compromise. It's just trading fun now acute fun now for chronic fun later. Is it, is it okay when it's to a lesser degree? 
And it isn't, this isn't about judgment. This is about choice. This is about freedom. We all have the freedom to objectively decide for ourselves how we want to live and what we want to choose moment to moment. It's not, oh, I'm going to be wrong and Jeff's going to be mad at me. So I, sometimes I get caught up on the wave and then, and then it like it dips and then I'm like, oh, that was, yeah, that, I needed to hear that too. And I get kind of emotional. Um, in the conversation that Ed Milet had with Tom, and he talked to me about this as well. He said, self-confidence is, is, is built by keeping our promises to ourselves. When you have a dysfunctional relationship with yourself, you've consistently broken promises to yourself, then you lack self-esteem and you lack self-confidence. And that, the good news about it is it means that a lack of confidence is not a permanent condition. It's just an opportunity to start making small promises to yourself and actually keep them. And you, you do that for 67 days or whatever it takes to build a habit, you will be the most confident, badass mofo walking around in your own life, which is good because you're also the most impactful and influential person in your own life. So you should want to be around cool, confident, powerful people that keep promises. Hey, it's Jeff here. If you liked this episode of Unlock Your Potential, it would mean so much if you would like and share the episode on whatever platform you're listening or viewing on. And if you really like what we're doing here and you enjoy this podcast, please consider leaving a review. There is so much work that goes into these episodes and you leaving a positive review lets us know that that work is reaching people and especially it helps us reach other people. Your review could be the reason that someone else decides to tune in, check out this podcast and unlock their potential and ultimately level up the quality of their life. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support and for listening, and especially if you like or share or leave a review. Thank you for helping us spread the word and thank you for unlocking your potential to go make the world and your world a better place.